Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Susan Finch here, your host for Rooted in Revenue, and I am joined by one of my favorite guests that I have had over the years, Laura Patterson, who's the president of Vision Edge Marketing. And sometimes we just miss each other and want to recap what is top of mind, what's coming up, what we're excited about, and that's precisely why she is here today. Laura, welcome. I'm so glad to have you back. I'm delighted to be back. Thank you for having me as a guest again. It means the world to me. So, you know, I thought since we don't really have a specific topic, that I would just bring up a couple of interesting things that have been going on in conversations with business leaders, particularly in the middle market, not huge companies, because I know not everybody's a huge company, but not itty bitty solopreneur companies either, because that's a very different world. But, you know, mid-sized companies, mostly B2B is Mm -hmm. my background. So I thought I'd share this interesting conversation that I had. As you know, we've talked about metrics a lot over the years, and that is something that we have a tremendous amount of expertise in. It's a core competency of our company. So as you can imagine, get a lot of questions about metrics. Not very long ago, I got this interesting call from a CEO in a mid-market company in the technology space, which again, is probably one that you're an area you're familiar with in the area. And he said, my board has been asking me, so he has a, a board of directors. My board has been asking me to kind of take a look at some of our measures that we're using to look at company health. I, you know, Because I report on revenue, I report on profit, I report on sales, I report on net new customers. He went through a bunch of things that he shares in his board meetings on a regular basis. I said, great. Uh, what do you do about brand equity? And he said, I don't have any measures or metrics or anything related to brand. I said, great. Uh, Let's talk about that. I said, what do you have in terms of like customer experience or customer value measures? Nope. I don't present on that either. We don't track that either. I track new deals. I track retention rate, things like that. But I don't really look at customer value as a measure. Okay, so I said, well, let, let's talk about those measures because they are really important indicators, indicators yes. of your company's health. Susan, does that sound like something that you hear people talk about? Yes, they, free, they get into the nitty gritty of numbers, the typical numbers, the finance numbers, without realizing the numbers, the measurements that feed into that. So if all you're doing is measuring those end stories, you've missed guiding that, growing it, evaluating it by not measuring the exact areas you are talking about. Yes, I was just having this conversation with Debbie Davis not, not an hour ago, that that is what people forget. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And so he had a small pause. And of course, it's important to let them kind of process when you're talking to a person and then you're giving them some kind of thing, something new, it's kind of important to let them process what you just said. He goes, okay, well, which one of those uh, should I do if I were going to do one? I said, oh no, you need both. You need both of them. It's not an either or situation because they measure different things, but together they are a powerful set of measures and they're really useful uh, to share with your board. 
So then, of course, we went into the conversation about what is brand equity, because he wasn't really sure he knew what that was. And how would he calculate that, which we're not going to bore your audience on how we might calculate that. And what are some of the sub-measures he would need and where he might get that data? And we did the same conversation around for customer value, what it might mean, uh, how you might calculate it, and what are some of the things that you might need in terms of individual measures or variables to help make that calculation. Can you nutshell brand equity? Because yes, we assume, but if you're running into people in mid-sized organizations that are leading it and they don't know, that means a lot of the audience doesn't either. The simplest way to think about it, and someone that if you want to read more about brand equity is, you know, Reed Keller, uh, there's been a lot of research done on brand equity. This is not a new idea. This right. is not our idea, not a no. new idea, but it's essentially the value that your brand can command over a generic equivalent, right? Mm -hmm. All right so very simple, right? And gosh, an example. We need to repaint our house. It has been 10 years since we've painted our house and it sadly needs to be repainted. And we have stucco in on our house. So we've been evaluating paint that we might need for we went in search of brands that are really good for stucco. Okay. Um, right. So Sherwin Williams makes a paint that's really good for a stucco. Well, there is an alternative generic brand probably made by them sold by big box stores but they're very clear that the formulations are not the same because the cost of the sherwin williams brand that we want is exorbitant compared to the generic right so the question is can you command that can your sherwin williams brand command that extra value over this generic paint right? That's a perfect example. Yes. So what goes into the measures of that might be things like uh, brand preference. Do you get brand preference? There's all, you know, brand awareness, there's brand momentum. Uh, there's a lot of different kind of measures that can go be part of the equation or the calculation that you would use to get to brand equity, right? That's an example. Is that what you were asking? Yes. Thank you. That I just wanted some word pictures. Okay. And paint is a good one because it's it on is. my mind. <laughs> and I hope my husband went to the store, Sherwin Williams, and got our paint because <laughs> we're having perfect painting weather uh, right now. Oh, good for you. Yes. It's like 70 degrees and sunny and not too humid. Uh, so that's good because you don't want it to be too humid when you're painting, apparently. No. It affects drying time. Yes. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> All right. We're moving on from paint. Okay. But customer value has a lot to do with the uh, customer experience, customer effort types of measures. How hard or easy are you to do business with? What kind of customer loyalty do you have in terms of share of wallet, repeat purchase? What kind of referral rates are you getting, right? So these are things that can go into the equation of customer value. But by having both of those, they become indicators. So if your brand equity number is moving to the right, right? And your customer value number is also moving to your right. His question was, well, what will that tell me? Well, it should tell you how quickly you're going to be able to acquire new customers. It should tell you what the impact of that will be on the cost of your customer acquisition. So rate and cost, which are kind of important to most companies. And it should also give you some idea of your retention rate, the likelihood of being able to keep a customer and grow the value of those customers in terms of share of wallet or 
foot pit expansion or whatever variety of ways you're going to look at that. So, of course, we had another pause. It was a pretty long pause. I said, are you stuck? I mean, what, what could I do to help you to get unstuck? As you're thinking about all the companies you have done work with, would you expect them to be stuck at that point? Unfortunately, no. About half. Okay. Would because, be stuck. Because they're smaller too. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. The mid-sized companies, it would surprise me if they were stuck at that point. Well, he was stuck because yeah. he said, we don't really collect data on some of the variables that you're talking about. Yeah. Even though this is not a small company because everything he has collected in the past comes from his CRM systems, which are basically sales centric measures or comes from his marketing automation system, which are his like leads, conversion rate of leads, right? So his lead gen measures, he has a bunch of financial measures, obviously that is collecting, yeah. but he doesn't really have any data. Uh, he, and he has customer support measures, like how many tickets, because okay. they're technology, okay. how many tickets, how many inquiries, how long it took to solve the problem. He does have some customer satisfaction uh, data, right? But in the end, he said, we really don't track some of these other types of measures. We would really have to start thinking differently about the kinds of measures. I said, yes, it is thinking differently about the kinds of measures, but I think it would be an interesting conversation to bring back to your board, right? About some thoughts you've had on measures that might be an indicator of business health. And also that would be helping you look at how you're driving business value because in the end isn't that what you want to grow is the business the business your company's value right and these are two good measures that will help you improve business value he liked that right because that's that's a, that resonated with him because he's always being asked about the business value um and uh, you can get growth, but not necessarily always does that increase value, right? Because right. there's a lot of other factors that can go into that. So um, anyway, that was the conversation around those two measures and and how important they are. And he, he said, you know, I might need you to kind of talk to some of the other members of my team because since we don't track these measures now, we might need to talk about that with some of the people on my team and where we might get these measures, what we right. might do, why they might be important. I said, sure, happy to have that conversation, which is really what we talk about, you know, in my keynote for Game Changers for every stage of growth, right. we, we do talk about that. Well, it is important and you hit on where it seems to fall down too is they don't know how to measure that. They might know it's important. It's like, and then what, how do I get that? How do mm -hmm. I get it? And then also, how do I measure it and interpret it to mm -hmm. fit in and integrate with the stuff that we've been measuring for you know decades? Yes, that's a really good point. And so that is a conversation. Hopefully we'll have that follow on conversation with him and his team. It, once he's going to go back and just kind of before he goes, it's going to be kind of a big undertaking, right? Uh, even though he's he's got the resources to do it, and he's got a great team. It's not like he's operating with two or three people. He is a substantial enough company right. with smart people, right? He has uh, data scientist people in his organization, so they that's going to be helpful. Um, he has strategy people in his organization. There, you know, not just uh, tactical people. There are people who are thinking about the strategy 
He's, he's got some good, solid capabilities inside the organization. It's just getting them to think about how we could get that. And I said, you know, rather than me telling you how you get it, let's talk with your team about how they think they could get that number. Right? Yes, they, that's what they need. The orchestra leader, that's you. Yes, but you for them to think about where we might have that data and how we might look at that data and how we might formulate that equation based on that data. And, you know, I always say, I know this is not actually true, but I always say Plato first, then NASA, yes. right? The, the view of the universe, you don't have to have the entire universe completely charted out. If you don't, you know, you can start with the sort of basic structure and then you can build on it. And a lot of people like to build their stuff and they want NASA right away. NASA is really hard to build right away. It's, you know, the, the view of the galaxy through the Na NASA's telescopes and the whole things that they right. have done. You might have to start a little smaller than that. And I said, and, and baby steps are good. You know, that whole notion of crawl, walk, run, because that allows you to do your course adjustments a little bit easier and not get so far down the path that you have to do a whole bunch of rework right? That's important. It is. And I think the other piece of that too, I love what you're saying, you know, taking it to them to see what do they think, but it's also, what do you think you might like to know? And maybe they don't even know what they, they would like to know because they've never been presented with the option, but, yeah. oh, that'd be really cool if we had that to be given some of those ideas from somebody that can do a pullback view. Yes. Of, what's available in their in their whole ecosystem and you say oh well what if we pulled it from here we pulled it from there we grab that and then we could look at this picture and come up with some new initiatives come up with some adjustments i get excited when it when people start talking about new things to incorporate to give a more expansive picture of the truth yes that's a good point so as we had this conversation i left him with another thought so let's say you start collecting the measures and these metrics and you're reporting on them and the numbers are not where you want them to be, or you, some numbers are not where you want them to be. What's your plan, right? What are you going to do about it? So let's say, for example, customer effort is a lot harder than you thought it was for people to do business with you and your customer effort score is not where you want it to be. Are you going to be willing to do things to improve that score? right? First question. And then what is it you're going to do and who in your organization is going to own that moving that needle? So I said, these are things you need to think about. It's not just an, a question of coming up with a number. Yes, that's a good start, but what are the ripples to coming up with this number? So when you are presenting back to your board, because the whole thing that instigated this conversation was a conversation he had in his board meeting, right? Right. So we went back to the board and they're like, well, how do we make that number better? Or is that a good number? Or what would we have to sub-measure do we need to impact in order to get that number up? And if we got that number up, what would that mean to customer acquisition and rate or cost or customer retention rate or referral rate? What would it mean? I said, these are things you have to be prepared to be thinking about as part of coming together with the numbers, it's not just coming up with the numbers. I mean, that is important first step, but you want to be thinking about how you're going to have that conversation going forward. That led to another long pause as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you begin to see the magnitude, right? Right. So, yeah. And that's also the, where people get paralyzed is when they see the magnitude. Yeah. They don't move without having 
a gentle guide that can help them chip away toward the ultimate goals that are so daunting, so far out there, so huge. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how big your resources are. It isn't that. It's the thought process. Yes. It's like, I have the money to do it, but oh my gosh, I thought it, we were just going to be able to do this thing and we were done. Yes. And suddenly you're saying this is an ongoing process. This is an ongoing, the and then piece of it. Yes, exactly, Susan. And, you know, again, I tried to reassure him in this conversation that he didn't have to have it all on paper tomorrow. But the fact that he was thinking about it and could be able to articulate some of that, the potential ripples as a result would be valuable in his conversation, his next conversation with the board. So when he goes forward to the conversation with the board and said, I gave some thought to this question, here's some ideas that I have, here's some things that we could, I'm thinking about our team doing. And by the way, here's some implications that we're going to have to be taking into consideration. At least it would show that he was thinking about it in advance, right? That he had given it some thoughtful uh, consideration. So it ended up being a really good conversation. I don't know where it will go, but it's it's just that it struck me that this is probably on the mind of other companies too, yes. right? He's not alone. He's not like a, a unicorn or whatever the right word might be. Uh, he's not uh, an island out there where he's the only one maybe being asked these kinds of questions or thinking about these. And good CEOs, I you know I would think are thinking about these today. It's interesting because you know I have my nonprofit Binky Patrol, and we are a national organization. We have scaled. We scaled immediately, almost without being ready for it back in '96, and so we have chapters throughout the country. After COVID, we have had a lot of fallout, and we have not had the growth or the communication as clearly as it used to be with everybody. They aren't getting back to me. Things were ending up in spam and all these things. To me, this falls into, I can implement it right in there. I need to be seeing how, why are we not growing? Where are we falling down? How, we have money coming in. Okay, so the bottom line looks great. We have blankets going out, that's great. But do my people feel supported enough that they wanna continue on? Do mm -hmm. the volunteers feel supported enough that we have their back and we can do whatever they need. Yeah. How exactly. are we measuring that? And it for us, it became something like, okay, board of directors, here's the list. Each of you take 15 names and you go call them. You find them however you have to, and let's ask this series of questions. Gather that data. Let's put it into something to see where, where are the commonalities that we are falling down. So you're talking about volunteer value, right? Yes. Not just volunteer value, but I guess part of the question ought to be, where do the blankets go, right? Right. And what is the value of those blankets to the people that it's going to? And we because, we have the the monetary value. Yes. Physically where they go, but it's gathering their stories. Yes. Yes. So, you know, so that becomes that brand equity where people mm -hmm. are wanting to, I want to be in this. I want to help. I want to make a difference with this group because I like how they run it. How are we putting that out there? Because there are a lot of blanket organizations. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I know you're not the only one. No, but it's what sets us apart. So, I mean, it comes, it, that's still, even with nonprofits, even with companies that aren't, you know, huge and heavily funded, brand equity still matters and you have to know where you stand in the market. Yes. I mean, yeah, this conversation with this particular CEO, and this is not the first and only conversation I've had on this topic of brand 
equity and customer value and why you need both. Reason I was able to comfortably have this conversation is it's not the first time and it is something we talk about all the time and you know with many of our customers anyway when we're talking about measures and metrics but it's applicable to all kinds of companies yes. it, it's it's relevant to any size it's relevant to any industry it's relevant to any structure right whether it's profit or nonprofit that's a structure right these are basic building blocks of looking at organizational health yes and that's a nonprofit organization or profit organization there are some basic principles that you know, people think oh that's only for really big companies nope strip it away what are the, like four or five basic questions you need to know the answers to for your company yes and be thinking about what are the variables so we'll have a post in a couple of months on this topic, because, you know, when we have these conversations, yes. um, they're great catalysts for things to write about. So just had this conversation, I got to thinking, oh, this is probably a post we ought to do because we haven't really, we've done posts on brand equity, we've done posts on customer value, but we really haven't talked about how they're both important and how they're related to each other and what they help the organization produce, which is acquisition and retention of customers right. and what that means to, to the business value. Um, so we'll probably have a post on that. You'll probably see it come out. Any company should be thinking about how, what are the variables that we would want mm -hmm. that help that inform that. Most of these equations are out there. We don't, you don't have to make them up. You can, right? That's the beauty of those, that kind of a metric or KPI is they already have the equation. All you need to do is get the variable, the data from the variables. And that's the real question that, that you could be asking your team how could we get this data? And if we don't have it exactly the way we want right now, what proxy data could we use until we get a better uh, vision or view of that data? Right, oh, I love that. I can't wait for that post. We're gonna add it then into the show post. So we can link to it. It's like, <laughs> it's hey, remember that conversation? Wise, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, we okay. talk about, you know, our whole philosophy, and I know you know this, is that we want to help the companies we work with grow. And we want to help them achieve enduring business value. So long-term sustainable growth and enduring uh, business value. And we believe, you know, passionately that the only way to achieve that is by being customer centric in your strategy, right? That's our philosophy. So when we're talking about customer value, um, we're talking about brand equity, those are all related. Uh, so they're very powerful. I know they're intangible. And this is where I think it's more challenging for a lot of uh, companies because those financial numbers, like how many deals did we close yeah. and average order value and conversion rate of opportunities into deals and how many customers did we keep and what kind of repeat business, these are all really tangible numbers yes. that they're comfortable talking about. But brand equity and customer value, even though they're based on some tangible data, are still in the world of the intangibles. Oh, man. Thank you for this conversation. Everybody, you can find Laura Patterson on LinkedIn. You can also find her at visionedgemarketing.com. Go sign up. You don't want to miss her posts. Follow her, follow her company. Even if you, you know, are in a direct connection, at least you want to be aware of what she is talking about and posting. And maybe you're going to have some really meaty comments you can put in there to keep more conversations going on these topics. And maybe you're going to bring it back to your own boards, your leadership teams, so do we know these answers? Do Are we collecting this? Laura's given us some great questions to ask and to consider. So thank you, Laura. Thank you. I always appreciate having an opportunity to speak with you.
never miss an episode, check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.